coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Live from Seattle, it's Nintendo Live! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including a brand new Nintendo fan event that's happening in Seattle. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about what we would like to see carry over from the Super Mario Brothers movie into the games. But Mark, in the meantime, how's it going? Oh, it's going so great. So happy to be back. Yes. Thank you so much to Matt for stepping in for me last week. We love love having Matt around. Um, Mark, I got to say, I freaked out a little bit when I had to do two different announcer voices at the top of the show. <laughs> I thought uh, you handled it beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. I did, I did like, cup my hand over the microphone for the, uh, for the Don Pardo voice. I thought it was great. Great, great. I'm glad it, I'm glad it all worked out. You had a good time away. Uh, yeah. Show yes. was in good hands while yes. you were on. Yes. Uh-huh. I felt, I felt uh, no stress, you know, that it would be <laughs> a good episode. I had no doubt at all. Um, but uh, yeah, had a nice little vacation, came back, bought a new laundry basket. Tell me what you got for laundry baskets. Oh, Patrick. Okay. Yeah. So when I first moved to LA, I bought one of those. Going way back. <laughs> going way back. <laughs> one of those, uh, you know, just from Target for like dorm room, like collapsible, mm-hmm. um, like baskets, essentially. They were like mesh. Yeah. Had that. Tall? Like, D- like fairly tall, like yes. Two and a half feet, maybe. I would say two and a half feet. I would say I would say it's a pretty tall. Two and a half yeah. to three uh-huh. feet. Um, had it for years, yeah. falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when my husband and I moved to our previous place, it was like new place, new laundry basket. So we got kind of the same thing, but just a better one. Okay. But it was, but it has been losing its shape for, and so that means we had it for like four years at this point. Right. And it had been losing its shape. Because it, it had metal inside, and the metal would, like, bend. And so it wasn't, like, standing up straight anymore. So it was, like, slouching. So it was, like, slouching all the time. So you couldn't really fill it up fully, and it had been driving me crazy. But I hadn't done anything about it because uh-huh. I'm lazy. And then uh, it's finally— It's a laundry basket. Like, who wants to invest in that? <laughs> right, exactly. But then we, we came uh, back from vacation. We had to do, like, grocery shopping and stuff. And I was like, we're doing it. We're getting a new laundry basket. <laughs> you know, and you're like, whenever you make one of these, you know, decisions for where you live, you know, it, it feels like you have to make the optimal decision, right? right it's like, right. ooh, now I, I need the optimal laundry basket. So we're looking at laundry baskets. We're you're reading reviews on Wired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, do we, you know, are we wicker people? Right. Can we, are we? That's a commitment. It, it's a commitment. Yeah. You know, like we ended up getting a, like a, 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 Big, a big. We wanted volume. That's what we decided was important to us. <laughs> sure. So we got a big plastic tub, and it is. Um, but color was a big discussion, right? Wait, but I assume you went with white. <laughs> no, we did not. And what? This was, yeah, this was. Part Wait, so of it. what color is it? It's black because we again what? we needed the volume. Sure. Um, but that's why. But th- that's why color was like a little bit of it. But then it's like, well, it's just gonna be in the closet. Like, who cares? What this yeah, laundry basket yeah. looks like. But here's the thing. It would only be in the closet until you like take it to the laundry. <laughs> right. Right. But like, then it's out. <laughs> for like a moment. And yeah. then you put things in the laundry. Right. Then you put it back. Here's the thing. Yeah. The laundry basket has a lid, which I'm assuming is for if your laundry basket is out in public, it has a lid. For aesthetic reasons, are you sure you got a laundry basket? <laughs> otherwise, seems maybe, like you just got like a, a big rubber band bin. Like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 you think a basketball hoop has a, a lid? <laughs> well, this one, like, okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I look. I know that a basketball hoop does not have a lid. Uh, However, look, and I agree that you know that. <laughs> However, <laughs> I do think that this. I'm not going to go get it. I thought about it for a no, second. Don't go get I, it. I'm not going to go get it, but. Suffice it to say that our laundry basket could be used for practicing. Except play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> In a pinch. Um, 
We just have a uh, we have three identical uh, white plastic laundry baskets that are like your classic round with like the slits in the side. Yes, yeah, so that you're gonna like pick up. These yes. are short. We were talking earlier yeah, about these, tall. These, these are, are short. These are short boys. Uh-huh. Um, they stack inside each other, and usually it's just like three of them stack inside each other. But then on top of that, I have like a blue. Uh, like kind of mesh one with like the sort of like plastic. It, it also collapses. Uh-huh. But this thing has held its shape for, I've had it since college. Oh my gosh. Um, so I've had that forever. And then Sarah's got one that's like a tall kind of wicker looking thing. Uh-huh. Um, and so we've, between the two of us, we've got five different laundry receptacles. <laughs> well, we kept our receipt in case we're unhappy <laughs> and need to take it back. Can I ask you this? Are you and Sarah, are you like, do you uh, separate you yeah. know, like laundry. Well, it's like my my clothes on, go on my side of the room. Her clothes go on her side of the room. Uh, but do you like when you're washing them? Do you put like the light, all the light colors together, all the dark? Where uh, my husband and I were like one load people. Yeah, we're yeah. like we're just shoving it all in there. Uh, no, I mean it's like when when she does laundry, she will uh, throw some of my stuff in with with hers to like finish the like usually second. A load and I'll do the same when I'm like doing my laundry but generally it's like you do yours I'll do mine uh-huh you know what I mean but sorry what I'm trying to get at is do you separate like light colors from dark colors oh I like, see I see do you care yes like, sometimes do you, do you, sometimes but how, also how like much, how much do you pay attention to like the labels I mean uh, the me uh, not at all <laughs> everything kind of just goes I will like just sort of for my own like uh for my own mind, it would be like all the light clothes and socks and underwear go in one thing. Mm-hmm. Because like it's mostly about like the folding of things. Yes. Where I'm like, I don't want to be like folding a bunch of like shirts and pants and then have to like go into sock mode. No. <laughs> when I'm folding socks, I want it just to be like all socks and underwear. Uh-huh. Right. Because that's like one kind of folding. I can yeah. lay them out on the bed. It's very easy to do. Mark, we've got a Patreon if people <laughs> would like to support us. <laughs> This is a show uh, where we ostensibly talk about Nintendo stuff, uh, and if you would like to support us in that, you can go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society and uh, become a, a, a supporter there. If you support us at the 8-bit or 16-bit tiers, you also get access to our uh, bonus uh, material. Right now, we are making our way through a show that we are calling NCS Detective Club, where we are watching the great detective shows of all time of throughout television history. Um, we just put out an episode on Psych. We've done Murder, She Wrote, uh, and a bunch of others. Um, and uh, if you are interested in that, you should uh, support us there. That's right. Um, and w- that miniseries, NCS Detective Club, will be coming to an end fairly soon. I, and can't, if- I can't believe we're getting close to the end of this thing. And if you want to weigh in on what the next miniseries should be, um, just another reason to join the Patreon. Yep. Uh, the a, a poll for that will be going up... W- shortly i was about to give like a deadline we haven't talked about it it'll be going up shortly <laughs> um also we have a discord which you do not need to be a uh, a patron to be a part of all you need to do is email us at nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and we will send you an invitation you can get in the discord you can be having great conversations about nintendo stuff basically all the time um mark let's get into what we've been playing this week Tetris 99 ticket update. Can I say I was so happy to hear Matt kind of like coach you into um, <laughs> getting more tickets a week? Uh-huh. Like we have a uh, – maybe we need Matt and I on like alternating weeks just to kind of – you know, like I'm like good cop. I'm like, ooh, I'm like nice. I'm like, yeah, do you whatever, like, you, do whatever you, do you feel. It. Yeah, that's and right. And Matt's like, no, go get those tickets. Okay. Uh, but Mark, where's my music? Oh, I'm so sorry. Dun 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 dun. Seven hundred and twenty-nine tickets this week, which means I am back up to my greater than twenty in 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 a week. I mean, Matt's coaching worked. Matt's coaching worked. Um, I had to sing the song myself last week. I was about to have to sing the song myself again this week. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 back. I'm back on it. Very nice. What have you been playing? I have been playing Super Mario Galaxy still. And uh, this last week, I've been playing it in handheld mode, which, yeah, because I was traveling, didn't bring a dock or anything, um, just like on the plane and a couple of other times pulled it out. And uh, so on the one hand, I'm super glad that Super Mario Galaxy is on the Switch and it is possible to play it in handheld mode 
but I do not like playing it in handheld mode. Um, and I mean, it was not designed for and like the they traditional did a, controller. They did a like setting fairly good job of porting it over, and I think you could like you could absolutely ca- it's totally playable. Like, yeah. Uh, the way that really what you're missing, I feel like, by not having the pointer control of the Joy-Con is being able to pick up star bits yeah. wi- and shoot star bits without having to touch the screen. Yeah, so is that that's the solution, is that it becomes like the as touch screen? As far as I yeah. can tell, there's no, you know, like, uh, in like, I guess, like, how, how would you? What would yeah. the alternative be? I guess trying to use, like, uh, like holding a button and then moving your cursor or something to try to replicate it. But that you're moving sounds so terrible. Quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that that's the solution is um, you use the touch screen and just kind of, like, drag your finger where the star bits are to pick them up, and then you press and hold to shoot star bits. Okay. But um, it just doesn't it, – it's just a little bit awkward because, you know, it is – when you're playing in handheld mode, you have to use both Joy-Con – and then, like, all the buttons on it. And then to try to do that and then also take your hand off of the right Joy-Con yeah. to, uh, like, pick up the star bits, it works. But it's just not, like, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's interesting, like, uh, that makes me think of the, like, the problems of trying to play um, the Skyward Sword HD remaster in uh, hand- handheld mode. That, like, it's a similar problem of, like, yeah, you can control the sword with the, the right thumbstick. But like, man, that's weird. Like it, it just it's just weird. Yeah. It works, but it also like does it? Yeah. And so I am happy to be home and like being able to uh, I'm ready to play again using the yeah. Joy-Con. But uh man, I mean Super Mario Galaxy, great game. Yeah, yeah, wonderful game. Uh where uh, abouts are you? Uh, it's hard to express, I guess. I guess I'm like in the fourth observatory. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's super fun. I'm glad that you're playing it. I'm even more glad that you are back home so you can play it on uh, a screen using the um, uh, Joy-Con like Wii remotes. Um, Mark, I was a couple weeks ago. Um, I bookmarked something on Twitter. I don't ever use the bookmark feature, but I did. Uh, and I what I bookmarked was uh, some a tweet that I had seen come through like a long time ago. Um, this, uh, uh, a, a person, uh, uh, Metroid Mike is his name on, on Twitter had made a, um, a Super Mario Brothers five in Super Mario Maker two, um, which was just like an attempt to create, uh, Super Mario Maker levels that aren't impossible, that aren't overly gimmicky, that aren't like, uh, puzzle solve, you know, that basically aren't all of the worst traps that Super Mario Maker and Super Mario Maker two, um, levels fall into right um and he had had them all strung together in like eight different worlds um using that like kind of world map um feature that came uh in in the in the final update to super mario maker 2 um and i just uh played through it and had a great time um it's uh it's amazing that like and like i i wonder how much like time and patience it takes to really make a level that is not uh, full of like gimmicks or just like overloaded with, um, you know, like the the temptation is always to be like, let's make this crazy, um, because you can, um, but uh, yeah, as so I'm just like, it seems like it must have been a a Herculean task to actually create this thing, um, and is generally like pretty fun, uh, not not overly easy, not overly difficult, um, but just like a fun set of Mario levels. Did. Uh, in the different levels, are they different art style, or does do they stick with one kind of like consistently throughout it to give it kind of cohesion? Uh, no, he uses the uh, he uses three styles. He uses Super Mario Brothers, he uses Super Mario Brothers three, and Super Mario World. Does not use new and does not use uh, the 3D World styles, um, which is fine. Like for whatever reason, those three um, like uh, NES and Super NES ones like feel of a piece together um and it's never like jarring to jump between them that's really cool i mean yeah that update that they that ability that they added to group levels together and actually like create worlds was so neat uh man i feel like all so little so late though right so little so late and curation just continues to be a real problem for those types of like right um user generated content games Mm-hmm. Because how do you find and surface? It feels like you need a full. You would need like a full time team whose yes. job it is just 
purely to go through levels and surface like the good ones. Well, and sort of beyond that, like um, surfacing the good ones and then like curating an experience where it's like here are because like it's fun to play a well-designed Mario level, but then like if that's it, and then you gotta like hunt around again until you find another like single good Mario level, um, like your your good to bad ratio is gonna be way off, right? You're gonna be playing a ton of bad levels, and it's gonna take a lot of time. Um, and the nice thing about this is that like you know each of these eight worlds has like six levels in it, and so like you're playing like fifty good Mario levels, um, and if they could have a curation team that's like, here's ten good levels. We service ten good levels every week, um, and you play that like. That that's the dream, and it, like you say, would be impossible. You need a whole team doing that. Um, but like, would you need a big team? Yeah, it feels like like you're saying like if they had committed to that, where it was like we're gonna highlight ten levels a week and basically put them in like a playlist, mm-hmm. and you can just go through these curated ones. That would have been so cool and give you a reason to even if they just committed to doing it for a year, a reason to like keep going back right into Mario Maker two. And then at the end of that time, you've got 52 10-episode playlists to, like, revisit forever. Yeah. Like, and that could be the Mario Maker canon. Like, that would be awesome. That would have been really cool. That would have been really cool. Guess, hey, guess what didn't happen? <laughs> that very cool thing that we're describing. Um, I'm still playing Metroid Prime Remaster, although I'm uh, going slow. Uh, and I'm dying occasionally. Um uh, I, I I did the thing where you uh, get the X-ray visor and then like all the lights go out. Ugh, that it, that's it, a tough section. It is a tough section. You're getting to the point of the game where uh, I started to find it a little bit tedious mm. to be like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, like that part is tough. You're doing it in the dark with like the X-ray stuff. Um, and that's where I was like, oh man, I've got to get a guide because I never want to come back here to get the artifacts if i like miss them yeah well and i've i've picked up a couple artifacts just like as i'm going i'm not even to the point where i'm like trying to collect them yet um like i'm still i just got that spider ball so i'm i'm uh like oh yeah where were all those tracks and now i am like i should get a guide because i don't really want to because you kind of just like the game uh twists back on itself so well um and so like kind of uh intuitively that like I don't really know where I'm supposed to go next, mm-hmm. um, but I'm like, I know it's somewhere I've been, <laughs> which just limits me to this enormous map that I've been running around for the last several hours. Um, but so I'm still making my way through that. Um, and I continue to play uh, Pikmin Bloom. Mark, I took my Pikmin for a walk here in, in Burbank uh, th- this evening before coming over to record with you. Um and while on my walk, uh, planting flowers all over the place, um, I uh, I met a, a Bernese Mountain Dog in real life. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a big, furry, friendly dog. Oh, my gosh. Um, and uh, that's it. Game of the year. Pikmin <laughs> <laughs> Bloom is great. I love it. I'm having so much fun with it. Um, all right, Mark. That's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Let me just tell you, this week uh, has got some. Uh, it has already put a dent in my wallet. There's a lot. There is a lot of stuff coming out this week. Yes. Um. Today, Tuesday, April eighteenth, Minecraft Legends is released on Switch, and also Disney Speedstorm is uh, releasing in early release on uh, platforms including Switch. So it will later become free to play, but for right now, it on I I'm assuming all platforms. But there's like three different levels of the game that you can purchase right to be part of this early release um do we have any like early impressions of this thing or is it not like basically re- going live to not everyone that i've really yeah. seen yeah um i saw that they're including figment the little uh imagination yep. dragon from the imagination pavilion at epcot from as, journey into imagination yes yep. uh-huh at, as one of the drivers so Dude, have i expressed this to you that when i was a child figment was one of my favorite characters no i loved i mean i i really liked epcot when i was a kid um and i was like always intrigued by that uh um the like biology pavilion at, at epcot and the like reproduction oh wonders of life wonders of life and the uh, miracle of me or whatever it was called um uh, making and a me, making sorry, a Martin me. That's Short. right. That's yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for being there for me, Mark. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, f- the journey into imagination with Figment was like a, a big 
uh, it's obviously not part of that same pavilion, but like I, I was really into Epcot. I really liked Epcot when I was a kid. Um, and so seeing, first of all, Figment is one of those characters that Disney is just like, we don't actually talk about him. <laughs> they had a comic book series with him. Yeah. Like a little while ago. It wasn't that good. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but uh, like, and like I had a, a Figment like plush uh, when, when I was a kid. Um, and it is one of the stuffed animals that I like think of now. And I'm like, oh, I wish I still had that. Um, so yeah, I was very excited to see that uh, Figment is in this game. <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, Figment. <laughs> is like a cute little purple dragon yeah um that wears a sweater sometimes mm-hmm. i don't know if he always wears a sweater I think he but mostly wears, wears a sweater, sweater yeah you know i didn't sometimes he wears glasses too that's right <laughs> i didn't uh i was not i didn't go to epcot until i was uh like 20 years old and oh so sure yeah. it was it was at probably at the nadir of epcot you know they've gotten rid of like horizons they've gotten rid of world of Mo- like, you know, all the classic Epcot stuff yeah. was gone, and they hadn't started building, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy or anything. So it was just kind of like sure, a weird time yeah. for Epcot when I went. But I wish that I could have. I experienced Figment, but like the truncated version of the Figment right, ride that right. they have now, not the uh, not the original one. They should bring Figment back. Bring him back in a big way. Um, but if you you want a little bit of that Figment magic, yes. you can participate in the Disney Speedstorm early release. Are you going to be doing this? Are you going to I participate don't think so. in I, it? I, I do think I'm going to check it out, but I, I, I'm i just going to wait till it's free to play. I think that's a great like, idea. I don't feel the need yeah. to like uh, pay, to pay for it right now. I'm also like, I want people to tell me like, oh yeah, it's a solid kart racer before. Because, right. you know, like I, I feel like there's so much... I was going to say there's, like, such a scale of, like, how good a kart racer can be. But really, it's just that I'm very comfortable with Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. Like, uh, uh, for me, like, uh, Mario Kart is, like, the er yeah. r- kart racer. And so um, even ones that people have told me are really good, when I try them, it's I, it's a little bit of, like, yeah, but it's not Mario Kart. And yeah. So it doesn't yeah, click totally, for me in that totally. same way. Um, tomorrow, Wednesday, April 19th, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters are finally released on Switch. That's Final Fantasy, Pixel Remaster, Final Fantasy 2, Pixel Remaster, Final Fantasy 3, and so on. Mark, these are already preloaded on my Switch. Okay, I was, I was going, I was going to ask. Uh, how much, how much did that end up saying you back? Is that like a hundred bucks? So I, I, I bought, I bought the bundle, so uh-huh. it's $75. Oh, okay. Um, but if you were to buy them all individually, it's about a hundred bucks, yeah. Where do you, do you think? see yourself diving into one immediately or is it more of just like a relief to have them and you'll be able to get them sort of the latter yeah it's 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 sort it's sort of the latter um i do um you know final fantasies four and six are among my favorite games of all time um and i've always wanted to play five but never really had um like the opportunity to um so i may start with five uh and just see how i how far I get into it. Um, uh, things have been busy at work, and I think I'm about to take on another uh, like big project. So I'm, I feel like I'm going to lose a little bit of time for gaming uh, in uh, the, the the months to come. Um, but like, if I can have, which is maybe a good argument for like starting four, um, a game that I know very well and can like dip in and out as I go and not have to like worry about like what was I doing or like uh, having to really engage in like how do I work this job system? Like, I just, I know how to play four, you yeah. know? Um, so maybe, maybe that'll be the game that I have to sort of like on in, in the background or to like decompress or something. And then on Thursday, April 20th, Coffee Talk episode two, Hibiscus and Butterfly mm-hmm. is released on the Switch eShop. Um, this was featured in an Indie World Showcase, I think, mm-hmm. late last year and is now being released. So I've had the original Coffee Talk on my w- Switch wish list for a really long time. And so every time it goes on sale, I'm like, oof, should I? It, it, I love this idea of just like a cozy yes. game where, you know, you're mixing drinks. People are coming in. They're like fantastical creatures. Sometimes you're talking to them. Um, it's, it's a game series that I haven't played, but always, has always appealed to me. Um, do you think you're going to check this one out? I, here's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Is that since the second one comes out. The first one will go on sale. They declare the first one obsolete. <laughs> exactly. And they just say, and I will be the beneficiary hey, hey, of Mark, it. do you want this? <laughs> yeah, that is my that's We're not my using hope. it anymore. We're using the new one now. Do you want the first one? And then on Friday, April 21st, uh, barring any 
other world events <laughs> between now and then. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp is releasing on Switch. Uh, would it surprise you to learn? Also already preloaded on my Switch. Now, uh, I just this week, seven big RPGs <laughs> fell onto my Switch. <laughs> Was this a was this a voucher game? For this you? is a voucher game for okay, me. Okay, yeah. I, I I bought the uh, I bought the voucher and was like, well, Zelda obviously, uh, and I was like, the other one, the other one's gonna be Advance Wars, uh, and so I just like redeemed it right away. Um, which yeah does mean that if you're thinking about it, I did spend 175 dollars on video games in the last week. But why would you think about it? But why would you really think about that? <laughs> why would you do that? Um, uh, do you think that? Uh, you'll dip into Advance Wars and just kind of check it out in the beginning, or is it another one that you're that you'll hold on to for the future? It sort it sort of depends. Um, I I want to revisit this topic next week because I think I will have a clearer vision of what like the rest of my year portends. Sure. Um, I, uh, so, I things must must be cloaked in secrecy here, but I submitted a proposal for a big project that I uh, might be taking up time uh, through the end of the year, but. Maybe it won't. <laughs> right, yeah. Things don't always go. So um, uh, if things don't go, then, hey, I'm going to play all these games. <laughs> well, uh, let me just um, say yeah. that uh, uh, no matter how busy you get, you better <laughs> not drop Tetris 99 tickets. That 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 was it. That was the, <laughs> that was that was the bullying pep talk. What was that? I don't know. Did it work? I don't think so. Are you feel, are, like I feel bad. Yeah, so. I think I feel like you should feel bad. <laughs> All right, Mark. Let's close this out. Which brings us to a regular segment on their sh- on our show. It is time. For 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, where a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I'll talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, you've prepared a quiz for us. You haven't prepared it. You've uh, procured I've a quiz for us. It. Yes. yes, from theaternerds.com. And you know they're theater nerds because they spell it R E instead of E R. Mm. Um, so how, how do you spell theater? Well, you can spell it two ways. No, T-H-E-A-T. I understand. I'm, I'm asking how you spell it. I I think it, d- it depends on like how I how I'm feeling. Am mm. I feeling you know like um, fancy? Yeah. Then I'll spell it R E. I like just spelling it R E. I feel if like you're going that's... to the movie theatre. Mm, uh, if I'm going to the movies, see, I just call it the Cineplex. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Yes. Um. So. Six years ago, theaternerds.com yes. published this um, quiz asking if we can guess these musicals based on one random song lyric. Okay. And so we're going to attempt. There's 10 for us to go through. We're going to attempt to do so today. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. So here's the lyric. Okay. All you got to do is just believe you can be who you want to be. Is that from Chicago? No. Newsies, Dear Evan Hansen, or Les Miserables? I don't think it's Les Miserables. I don't think it's Dear Evan Hansen either. I think it's got to be Newsies. Newsies? Okay, we're locking in Newsies. Locking in Newsies. And we are wrong. It is Dear Evan Hansen. Oh. I've never seen it. I have. Oh. And I like it. Not the movie. (laughs) You don't have to defend yourself. You can like the movie. You could have gone to the Cineplex. (laughs) But I did not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Question number two. Yes. Hey, Mr. No-Name Kid, so who might you be? Is this from Fan of the Opera? No. No. Is this from Heather's? Probably not. Probably not. But maybe. Cats? No. No. I know for sure. Newsies? This could be Newsies. This could be Newsies. Let's go. Let's do that. Because, I mean, where are you going to encounter no-name kids? But in Newsies. In Newsies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's from Heather's. Yeah. Yeah. We're good at this so far. (laughs) Question number three. Yes. Here they sing about tomorrow and tomorrow never came. We know it. Right. It's lame. It's lame. That's right. Locking it in. We're correct. Number four. (laughs) I'm going to rouge my knees and roll my stockings down and all that jazz. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yes. Got to be. Yeah. Yep. All, all that right, jazz. Locking that one in. We're mm-hmm. right. Uh, when your hope is gone, your friend is on your side. From Cats, Avenue Q, 13 the Musical, or Les Miserables. What's 13 the... I don't know. Is this Cats? This is not Cats. It's not Les Mis. It's not Les Mis. What was the first one? Avenue Q or 13 the Musical? I don't think it's Avenue Q, because Avenue Q is like Muppets That Swear. So 13 the Musical? Try it. Okay. 
We're right. Okay. Woo. We don't know what it is, but we're right. But we nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a sound from the pavement has the moon lost her memory. This is cats. Yes. Okay. Locked it in. We're good. Ain't it a fine life carrying the banner through it all? Absolutely newsies. Yes. Well, wait. We already had a newsies, though. What are the other options? Uh, we did have a – no, no, no. We said it was a newsies, but we were wrong. It was Heather's. Oh, it was Heather's. Okay. Yeah, then this here one is the newsies. Here are the There's got to be one of well, these newsies. Newsies, <laughs> uh-huh. Hairspray, right. Hamilton, or Avenue Q. What's say the lyric again? Ain't it a fine life carrying the banner through it all? Patrick, I am 100% confident Okay, then go with Newsies. Then go with Newsies. <laughs> it was. Okay, it great. was Newsies. All right. Uh, you'll remember you belong to me. Hairspray, Phantom of the Opera, Hamilton, or Chicago? Phantom, right? I think it's Hamilton. I think it's the king when he's like Oh, doing yes. You'll be back. You'll be see. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Okay. Yes. Hamilton. Woke that feels like a trick. <laughs> Because, hey, like, Hamilton, I, look, we know it and we got there, but it feels like a trick. No, I think Beth R., she knew, like, you know, she she wrote a clever quiz. Um, Let's see. Number... Still a trick. Uh, nine out of ten. Uh, woke up today feeling the way I always do. Is this Be More Chill? I don't know what that is. Hairspray? I think it's Hairspray. I think it's Hairspray, yeah. Wicked or Hamilton? Ooh, it's not Hamilton. Um, I think it's Hairspray. I think it's Hairspray. I think it's from Good Morning Baltimore. That makes sense, yes. Yes, it is okay, hairspray. Great, great. Oh, this one I okay. Let us be glad. Let us be grateful. Is this from Hamilton, Heather's, Be More Chill, or Wicked? I don't think it's from Hamilton. It could be from Wicked. It could be. I don't know Wicked that well. I don't really know Wicked and either. I've never seen I don't Heather's, know Heather's, and I don't know what Be More Chill is. Right. Are um, we gonna risk it? Risk it all on Wicked? I think we risk it for a Wicked. We already had a Heather's. Right. So it's either Be More Chill or Wicked. Right. Go 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 with Wicked. I think we're going to go with Wicked. And we were correct. All right. Good, good, good. I got to say, um, there's a very like specific pocket of musical theater that all of these uh, fall into. And I was hoping... I've been on a, a, a Sondheim kick. Mm-hmm. Um, we just watched the, uh, the uh, company original cast recording documentary. Um, and uh, uh, recently watched uh, our, our copy of um, Sunday in the Park with George, and we've got a DVD of uh, Into the Woods, and I'm just like on Sondheim right now, and none of that is represented here. No, not at all. Uh, all right, uh, we were uh, com- so uh, thank you to uh, that quiz from theaternerds.com. Theaternerds.com. Uh, thank you. We were accompanied today by an ensemble at the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. Mark, let's get into the news. That one I'll leave in. <laughs> uh, actually, Mark, before we get into the news, um, we were sent some things uh, by uh, a listener. Uh, thank you, Aaron, uh, who visited the uh, Nintendo store in uh, Japan. Um, sent us some gummy candies. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. And, and some socks. Um, and I just wanted to like talk about, first of all, there are two pairs of socks in here. Um, and we have to decide who gets which pair of They're socks. They're both Zel- Zelda-themed. Yes. Uh, one is like the Zelda Z with the Master Sword going through it, like from the logo. Yeah, and then the other, uh, the other one is green and has like the sort of uh, uh, Hyrule um, like em- emblem on it. And both have the Triforce. Yeah, in like, like repeated pattern. patterns. Yeah, uh, in the socks. These are so cool. These are very cool. Thank you, Aaron, for uh, sending these to us. Do you have a preference as to which pair of these you want? No, I would be happy with either one. I'm going to take these green ones. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I will take these blue ones. Uh, and then we got some gummy candies. Um, there's uh, a, a Super Mario uh, gummy candies. They are blue and red. Um, uh, and I think one of these is like cola flavored or something. And then the uh, Kirby gummies are, first of all, look at them. They look like they're wet. Yes. And also they have Bandai Namco branding on them. Hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they are gummies in their, the branding says 4D. It's 3D plus delicious. Perfect. Too cute. Too cute. Um, so th- should, should we, should we eat some of these or and maybe, maybe not? Maybe we eat some of these later. We'll take pictures and put them up on the, the, the yeah, Discord this is so fun. Stuff. Thank you again. That yeah. is so awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Now let's get into the news. Nintendo is bringing Nintendo live to Seattle this September. Uh, Nintendo live is an in-person event for fans that includes gameplay, live stage performances, gaming tournaments, photo ops, and more. 
Specific dates and information on how to attend will be coming in the future. Nintendo has held Nintendo Live events in Japan in the past, but this is the first in the United States. Uh, And the Japan events seem fun. They've included Splatoon concerts. So I'm excited to see what Nintendo has planned for Seattle. Why do you think that they are doing this in North America for the first time? I think this is, you know, like... um, uh, I don't know if this is directly replacing E3, but it definitely seems like yeah. in that mode of like, hey, we're doing our own thing now. And uh, I think this is a, a like great idea, especially if it is like a big fan event. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there are there are video game conventions, but there is no Nintendo specific convention yeah and if i you know i don't know that this is that's what this is going to be or if it'll be like more a more of a casual you know like kind of you know like when they they do pop you know nintendo does pop-ups occasionally where you know they'll go across the country and they'll have these pop-ups pop-ups at malls and so if it's just a more elaborate one of that that's cool but what i'm hoping it is is like a multi-day event that we're going to want to buy tickets for. Like Star Wars Celebration, but for Nintendo. Right. Would be amazing. So uh, for it to be something like that, it would also have to be like tied into like announcements and trailers and stuff, which, you know, there is no E3 this year. um, And so maybe there is no, um, you know, uh, June Nintendo uh, Direct. um, But Nintendo usually does something in September anyway. Right. um, uh, As far as like announcements are concerned. I don't know if it makes sense for them to, tie this to that um or like if if the two are even like related at all right um but you know like it does uh like it gets the kind of wheel spinning about like what could this be we don't we have like some kind of broad outlines here about what it is but we don't really know what this is gonna entail um but you know I, i will note that the uh, list of gameplay, live stage performances, gaming tournaments, photo ops, and more does not really encompass new game announcements or trailers, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, it doesn't feel like it's going to be that. Do you think there will be, like, a space for, like, panels and stuff like that? Or it, it, does that feel like too, like, con-y? Yeah, I, fe- I feel like what I want it to be is, like, a Nintendo convention. Yeah. But what it's probably going to be is more like a glorified uh, mall pop-up you know what i mean where it's like i don't know that there will be i don't know how long they intend this to be but like you know i don't know that you'll want to go all three days of the event right right right. if they're doing like a splatoon concert or some sort of concert like that i think that'd be super fun to go to but it's but yeah, I think what I want it to be and what it actually is going to be are probably pretty different. Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, it is staggering how big the umbrella of live stage performances can be. Like, is that a Splatoon show? Is that a... Uh, I mean, what? Like, is it stand-up? What is it? Well, like, what, what, what is it? Like, what is a live stage show? What does that mean? Live stage performance. Live stage performance. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it does make me think that it's... Someone's oboe recital. <laughs> that it's like a concert or yeah. something. But, you know, uh, they have gaming tournaments, so maybe there'll be, you know, Splatoon 3 World Championships or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And uh, I would be... Depending on what this is, yeah. it could be fun to go to. But again, it doesn't seem like, you know, like a Star Wars celebration type thing where you would go for the entire week. It's probably like check right. it out for the day type thing. Yeah. So and like there hasn't really been uh, not that we've seen anyway, there's no way to like sign up for or buy tickets to not it yet. at, at yeah. present. Just as there's no real place to like submit for like press inquiries or um to apply for like a press badge. And again, like, is this even the kind of place that uh they you know what I mean? Like, um, if there was an E3 this year, we would have applied for uh, press badges to go and, and check it out. Um, is this a thing that we're, A, going to go to, B, uh, be a part of? Uh, like, I, 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 I don't, I wish we had any more idea of what this is. Uh, and September, while it feels like is very far away, is also not that far away. Yeah, totally. 
Mark, what do you make of the fact that Super Bomberman R2 it was announced to be releasing in September, <laughs> and then we get this uh, Nintendo Live event in September? Are we, in fact, getting the Switch 2 along with the release of Super Bomberman R2 in September? I don't think we're getting it in September, but <laughs> I think that uh, Super Bomberman R2 is bookending the Switch's life. It is, mm. oh, you know, it is acting as Baby New Year. Sure. And as the angel of death. Right. Like, um, famous dichotomy. <laughs> it is marking the passage of time and yeah. will be one of the last releases that we remember from the Switch. <laughs> so, wait, are, does that mean, does that mean, uh huh, Metroid Prime 4 doesn't come out on the Switch? I have a re- Or comes out before September. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously the more laughable answer. Um, but uh, that would be, but yeah, that that that's what I d- I don't think we're getting to switch to. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it comes I, down I'd to. forgotten. I posed you an impossible, <laughs> stupid question. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a there's no way that they're like setting up their reveal of new hardware, uh, like behind the veil of Nintendo Live. I don't think so. I just, uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think we did see at E3 where you know like big announcements were coming out of you know well actually not even more there was a time when e3 like big announcements were being made yeah from the united states but that's not the case anymore like for the longest time they've been doing nintendo directs which have to be broadcast right at the same time as e3 and so it's still so no i i don't expect any announcements coming out of nintendo live that hasn't been the case for nintendo live in japan Right. You know, they haven't timed any announcements around that showcase in the past. It's been all, you know, like, for the most part, previously released games. Right. You know, um, it's more a celebration of, like, what Nintendo has recently done yeah, than, than anything what they're about facing. to do. Yeah. I think it, at, at, the, at the most, it's possible that there will be a Nintendo Direct earlier in the month. And some of those games that are, like, revealed there are playable at like kiosks or something yeah um which you know is is a component of the like e3 live show performance or not performance but like part of that presence uh that we have been missing in the last couple years and one of the things that i still feel like is missing in the lead up to tears of the kingdom that um we don't have all of these like hands-on gameplay impressions from people who got to play it for 15 minutes and then you know running around the great plateau right um so, uh, but then that also kind of like begs the question of like, is there something like that that people need to have hands on um, to like sort of spread spread the hype about? Is that Metroid Prime or is it just Bomberman, Super Bomberman R2? I feel like the fact that they are, I feel like it's such a weird kind of, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm super curious to see what this event actually is. Totally. Because uh, Japan geographically is not like an enormous country but getting people to seattle you know like or uh it feels like if nintendo wanted to i understand that nintendo's headquarters in north america are you know like basically in seattle yeah but it just feels like if you wanted to have a big event like this that your intention was not for it to be big enough for people to travel to then seattle seems like a weird if you meant it yeah. to be like small enough yes. scale that it's just like, oh, we'll get like a local audience and then you would want to put it in like New York City or, or Chicago or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um and so the fact that they're doing it in Seattle, it just makes me think like, yeah, what is this? Is it going to be big enough that people will want to travel for it, you know? Right. Yeah. Because if yeah. it's just a glorified mall pop up, like that's not that interesting to me. Right, right, right. And I guess it it, it could be like the the fact that uh, Nintendo is a uh, global company means when they make an announcement like this, it becomes a global thing. But it, they may not be thinking about this on a global scale, uh, drawing in people from all across the United States and North America to come to Seattle for this thing. Yeah. So interesting to see what it is. Yeah, we'll find out. Last Thursday, Nintendo live-streamed the final Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom pre-launch trailer. And this one was really similar in style and scope to the 2017 January Nintendo Switch reveal event trailer. Style and scope and tone and pace and everything. <laughs> like yeah. It was basically uh, they, they saw what they did 
for the uh, the Switch uh, launch uh, trailer, and then we're just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do that again, but for this game. And hey, like I in Works. that in that episode we did a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking about our favorite Zelda reveals. I we talked, gotta scrap it. We gotta throw the whole thing out. <laughs> I, I talked I <laughs> talked up how much I love that Breath of the Wild January trailer and how that I felt like had been missing from Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, if you need more proof, Nintendo listens to the show. They were like, <laughs> oh, we gotta we're losing Mitchell. Yep. We got we to pull him back. <laughs> we'll do exactly what we did last time. No, it's a great trailer. It's, it uh, is a really good trailer. There's so much, like, you know, it starts with a very, like, uh, you know, place setting, calm, chill. You get to see the majesty of these flying islands and of Hyrule and all that stuff. And then, like, rapid fire, here's a bunch of characters, here's a bunch of concepts, here's a bunch of, like, weird uh, vehicles and weapons and Link doing crazy things like uh, falling through a grid of lasers, Link swimming through uh, floating blobs of water. Um, and it's just like uh, the mind sort of reels at how big this game must be uh, and how much stuff there is in it. Obviously, even a trailer as packed as this is not showing us uh, any significant fraction of the game. Um, I think uh, it's obviously too soon to say, but I feel like they've done it. Right, like they've made the sequel to Breath of the Wild. It definitely it and so much of the little things that are in there like pique the curiosity. Yeah, you know, you see some uh, returning characters, you see some new, new characters, you see some just like situations like Link seemingly fighting side by side with um like with Prince Sidon of 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 the uh, the fish people. What are they called? Yeah, <laughs> the Zora, and, and also just like you know, citizens of Hyrule. Yep. It, so that's a situation that I don't think we've ever seen Lincoln before. Right. Yes. Uh. Well, and it's it is interesting because like it's c- can I go uh, conspiracy brain for a little bit? Yes, please. Okay. So um, one of the early uh, leaks that we had for um Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I I don't remember if it was it, it was an ad, and it was around the same time as the um the o- OLED uh version that had the the Zelda stuff on it. Um, that uh the ad for Tears of the Kingdom included the Nintendo Switch Online logo. Um, which sort of momentarily sparked a like, is there online in you know as as part of this game? Fine, one data point, right? Um, uh, then other data point, we see Link fighting side by side with uh other characters. Uh, third data point, um, recently the um, mod for Breath of the Wild, the multiplayer mod, uh, was like launched uh, and then Nintendo aggressively took down uh, videos about it, the people who were like uh, um, hosting the actual mod itself and all that kind of stuff. The last time they were this aggressive about taking down um, mods or fan projects was the Another Metroid uh, 2 remake. Um, project, which they took down and then months, just a couple months later, announced um, Samus Returns, their own remake of Metroid 2. So, Mark, what I'm asking here is, is there multiplayer in Tears of the Kingdom where your friend is controlling Prince Sidon alongside you? I don't think so. Okay, but is it possible? (laughs) (laughs) I think there's two reasons why, like, I know that they've been very quiet about this game, but to not say anything if the game included multiplayer yeah i think is pretty would be truly wild yeah and really would be amazing if that is a main feature of the game and they kept it a secret they just haven't said anything that truly would be incredible not just haven't said anything but that no one knows about it right the second the the second reason why i do not think it's the case is because i don't think nintendo like um or maybe I don't think kind of like narratively it makes any sense for uh other care for other players to come in and like temporarily control Prince like Sidon. Sure. Or even just like random Hyrule people. Like the way that we've seen this sort of like cooperative play in Zelda games before is you all play like multiple links. And yeah, if there was that, something that is true. if there was yeah. something with like a link like multiverse or different timelines that would explain which why... could be there is like there is a uh, princess who looks an awful lot like zelda but isn't zelda yeah you know what i've been thinking is you know they told us oh it's pronounced tears of the kingdom but what if it is double meaning and it's like tears and tears like tears in time or yeah something? totally totally um but so, so that's the other reason i don't think so is because i don't think i'm trying to imagine a scenario where like the flow for somebody is boot up tears of the kingdom say you want to play multiplayer and then 
choose the multiplayer character you want to be, you know, like choose the yeah, character you sure, want to be sure. and then wait for your friend to like summon you into the game. Like it doesn't really, it doesn't make sense to me for you to play as like a side character. Yeah. I mean the, the, the other thing that I find like kind of interesting about the, these like uh partner characters is that it does a little bit feel like when you would scan in the wolf link amiibo in a breath of the wild and then the wolf would fight alongside you. Um, like that's a, one-to-one sort of thing um so like and you know that's obviously not another player controlling that uh that wolf but like that wolf's stats are determined by what you loaded up into that amiibo so like it could be a like uh a sort of like um you know passive uh multiplayer thing where like um you get to uh you know build up your um prince sidon in your game and then like lend him out to people like i you know i i don't like the the online component of this i think is still uh it's possible is still unexplored yes if it's true it could be not true it could, right it, it could just be like a, a nintendo switch logo that they were like oh i didn't realize that was the uh, nso <laughs> logo specifically well i mean we really don't have to wait that long to find out anymore we're less than a month away this is nuts to me i cannot believe this game is coming out yeah so me soon. either um do we have any idea when reviews are going to come out or no yeah. no do you no, think people no idea. are playing the game right now in preparation for they said it was done, right? Like right. as of the uh, the gameplay reveal a couple weeks ago, um, the the game is completed. Um, so I mean, how possibly? much time would they give? I feel like they'd probably they'd probably just give like a week for people to review oh, it, boy. and they just have to like have it's just not, not enough time. But play Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Um, but yeah, less than a month away. But before the game is released, Splatoon three will be holding a special <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom themed Splatfest. Players will choose a team based on which element of the Triforce they seek, power, wisdom, or courage. Uh, Nintendo is also teasing a special tricolor turf war stage uh, that it will be set in the Scorch Gorge area that will be unique to the Splatfest. They say, quote, unlike the nearby rock formations, the stage has an unusual triangular geometry. Reminds us of something. Triforce. It's the Triforce. They're talking about the Triforce. Uh, So this will run May 5th. From 5 p.m. Pacific time to, to May 7th, 5 p.m. Pacific time. They're also releasing uh, some special t-shirts and keychains to go with the Splatfest. Um, the t-shirts are available now. There's one for, you know, power, wisdom, and courage and matching keychains. The t-shirts can be purchased now and the keychains will be available in North America via my Nintendo sometime in the future. Um, so... Are, are the the graphic that we have in our, our run of show are these the back of the shirts? I am I I'm not sure because I'm pretty sure the the front of the shirts include like a a silhouette of either Zelda Link or Ganondorf and the it looks like this is the front this so maybe is the that's front the so maybe back. that's the back yeah interesting um but uh that does trigger the following um we did not mention that the trailer for Tears of the Kingdom that we got does include the reveal of Ganondorf. Yes, that's right. Uh, so no longer uh, the Calamity Ganon, now the man. Um, the frequently shirtless uh, definitely... <laughs> and what a man. De- definitely ripped <laughs> um, uh, Ganondorf is uh, is present in this game. Um, and it's like the first time that the trio of Link, Zelda, and um, Ganondorf have been in a game since uh, Twilight Princess. Oh wow! I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, because they don't, you know, they uh, they tend to like kind of like mix them up and be like, uh, no, there's there's no there's no <laughs> Zelda in this one or this one. The the Ganon is Ganondorf or or the Ganondorf is Ganon. Right. Um. So yeah, it's it's a it's a cool like return to that trio. Well, also in that trailer, we got a glimpse, and you know, who knows? I'm guessing all the stuff we saw for the most part is in like the very beginning of the Probably, game. Probably, yeah. But uh, we see a little bit of what appears to be demise yes from skyward sword separate seemingly from ganon again not sure exactly what the connection is there right and demise is like the original demon king or whatever yeah he's like the final boss yeah of skyward sword he's the um uh uh oh man what is the kind of like the evil um the evil sword from <laughs> no no no, no not sword. Girahim, the uh, uh what it, what is the uh uh calamity like 
is it just called calamity? Is like the oh the, the malice malice. Yeah, he is like the demise is like the source of malice in the world, and uh, um. I, I just feel like the Skyward Sword connections just continue to be stronger and stronger yeah, yeah, yeah. between this and uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Skyward Sword connections, but also there's like there's little bits of uh, Link Between Worlds and Triforce Heroes in here too. Like I, I think there's I know we've just gone back to the previous news story, <laughs> uh, but this trailer rips and it makes me very excited for what we're gonna see in Tears of the Kingdom. But what do you think of these T-shirts? I don't need. They're them. pretty ugly, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I I expressed this on our Discord, but um, I really like the aesthetics of Splatoon in a video game the second you pull them into the real world i'm like oh no i don't need that <laughs> at all yeah they're um uh not for me nope uh speaking of trinkets they may or not may not be trash hallmark has revealed their plans for nintendo holiday ornaments this year yes uh i think it was uh, we i actually bought one last mm -hmm. year the super nintendo ornament which turned out to be pretty cool um it has a little button on it you bought one for me too as well yes um uh and i thank you thank you for it at the time and i'm doing it again now for some reason it feels like i can't mention that you bought it without th thanking you for it um it uh the little there's a little power button on it that when you push it plays um a music from super mario world um with like sound effects of mario and like yoshi running around it is surprisingly loud <laughs> it is yeah startlingly loud and very long luckily you can stop it by pushing the the button again. But it's it's um pretty fun. The this year they have an Animal Crossing Isabel one, Metroid Samus from I think Super Metroid. Pretty cool. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. Uh, Super like a Toad ornament, uh, Mario Cat ornament, uh, Luigi from Mario Kart ornament. Like he's in a cart. Um, is he doing the glare? I don't think he is. No. Uh, Pokemon. Uh, Hallmark doesn't get what's special about Mario. <laughs> uh, Snorlax and a what's called a mini Pokemon Holiday Eevee or uh, ornament. ornament. Uh, <laughs> <huh>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those words in that order feel weird to me. <laughs> mini Pokemon Holiday Eevee ornament. ornament. Which part of it do you think is mini? The yeah, Eevee? unknown. The holiday. The holiday. The Pokemon, uh -huh. which would be the Eevee. The ornament. Maybe it's a mini ornament. Well, I mean, what's the point of that? Yeah, I don't understand. They all range between, li like, around $20, and they have a staggered kind of, like, release. Um, some are available in July, some are available in October, and one is available in November. Um, but they're pretty the Samus one is actually pretty cool. It's it, it I think it is the Super Metroid Samus and like the colors feel very like yeah. spot on for that. Yeah. Um yeah, that 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 is cool. Did you see that there's also a uh, a Sega Dreamcast or ornament in in the same line? No. Um so it's uh, you you push the button on it and the um the you know the screen on the memory card in the controller uh -huh. it like lights up with oh, like a, a little graphic on it and it plays music from like Sonic Adventure or something um so that seems kind of cool to me i may i may dip in for that one Star Wars Republic Commando is the next Nintendo Switch Online <laughs> game trial in North America uh, Nintendo Switch Online subscribers can play for free starting April 20th and it runs through April 26th like the other trials progress transfers to the full version if you end up picking it up i'm interested in this one here's the thing i am interested in this game uh only in as much as i want to not pay for it uh but play it Absolutely. for 45 minutes yeah yes um and it, this is a, a thing where it's also like on sale for 50 percent off or something like that so if you do have a fun time playing it uh for for the week that it's available um that it shouldn't cost you too much to keep playing um, but yeah, it's, it's neat. Like there's been this like rush of these games, uh, being published by Aspire. Um, and I believe this is one of those, I think so too, um, of, of these uh, older star Wars games. Yeah. This was one from around the time that the clone wars was released. So like, yeah, two th or no, right. not clone wars attack the clone. So like 2002 ish. Yes. And you play as clone troopers. And I think there's like, it's like a tactical shooter or something like that. There's some sort of like team element. To right. It. Well, and I believe that one of these characters is, uh, currently appearing in the bad batch, oh. um, but in a very like background kind of way, it's just like, he has a distinctive helmet and that like, uh -huh. like up. Um, so like now I'm invested. <laughs> I'm a big dumb sucker for Star Wars, um, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely gonna check the check this out. Uh, it starts this weekend, so yep. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally there. Also, this weekend is a the 33rd Tetris 99 Maximus Cup runs from the 21st 
through the 24th. Okay, and the theme... You got Zelda. You got Zelda coming out any day now, right? Pikmin down the line. Uh, you know, Metroid Prime uh, remaster. All these really high-profile Nintendo. GoldenEye just came out on the Nintendo 64 Switch Online. Uh, lots of things to be excited about. But this is a Kirby's <laughs> Return to Dreamland Deluxe themed Tetris uh, 99 Maximus Cup. K- Kirby continues their absolute domination, domination of Tetris Maximus Cup themes. I think this is the fifth one. <laughs> why, why are they doing this? It's so many. It's so many. <laughs> I, mean, I, I do think... We have a lot of Kirby games. We do have a lot of Kirby games. But this is crazy. <laughs> I do think we'll get... The, they seem to be like on this uh, delayed schedule. Yeah. And so it wouldn't surprise me if we get an Advanced Wars 1. Actually, maybe that would surprise me. But like an Advanced Wars 1, um, if we get a Tears of the Kingdom 1 like yeah. in July or August or something. Because we did get a Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Engage Maximus Cup, but it yeah, came just, it just a couple weeks ago. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's So it, of the last four Tetris Maximus Cups, Three of them were Kirby. <laughs> the Forgotten Land, uh, uh, Dream Buffet, and this. That's were, so wild. All, and then the uh, Engage. Were, like, th- those were the last four. Which is, uh, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, guys. I don't, is, is there that much of an appetite for Kirby Tetris themes? I wish we could see the metrics. Maybe they do get a big spike when yeah, it's, like, Kirby-related. Who knows? Uh, but lots of Magalore fans out there. <laughs> Finally, the Library of Congress has added the Super Mario Brothers theme by Koji Kondo into its registry. Uh, it's, it becomes the first piece of video game music to be added to the library's collection ever. Um, so why? Library of Congress, uh, are they collecting like notable works of literature or just like all works yeah, of so I art? W- so every year, um, the Librarian of Congress chooses 25 uh, recordings to be added oh. to the registry. And it, there's a couple of, I wish, I was reading about it earlier today, and I cannot remember exact, like, one of the criteria is it has to be at least 10 years old. And then I think the other one is it just has to be notable. I don't know that there's, like, another strict yeah, another requirement. Yeah, another set of criteria. Um, but, uh, and I don't know exactly, like, the, there, apparently there's a, like, a, committee or a group who like helps curate possible entries and then the librarian of congress is like tasked with choosing the 25 and so this year yeah um the, the super Mario brothers theme is added as lo- as well as um the uh, uh mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you also being added to the, sure. nas- the library of congress what's weird about this is um like you saying that it's it's not it's obviously not a just songs are added or pieces of music, but specifically recordings, and that makes sense to me that like individual recordings would be curated by a librarian. Um, what do you think the recording of the Super Mario Brothers theme is? Yeah, like I don't know. That's a great question. There doesn't exist like a recording of it. It's something that is synthesized by an NES. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's like maybe Nintendo has like recordings of them. Yeah, you know that like they can from provide. A, yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. It's weird to consider that like uh, games that had music where the sounds are being generated by the sound chip on the uh, on the console don't aren't technically recordings of anything. Right. Yeah. It's. A mini concert every yeah you know, it's every, every time it's being performed live, live the <laughs> instrument is the nes yeah it's pretty incredible um also do you think that it's the and i i don't know if there's any difference because you know how with zelda yeah there's like a difference in the music because from the famicom great point you know yeah. disc system versus the cartridge in the u.s I don't know if the same is true for uh, Super Mario Brothers. Well, in- Super Mario Brothers would have been earlier, so oh, so before, so the I, yeah, disc before the system, disc so, system, yeah. Um, so yeah, so maybe I guess it's the same. Yeah. Either way, not a recording. <laughs> uh, would do you think that here this we go would have affected here we go <laughs> uh, the ground themes placement in our greatest Nintendo music of all time tournament that we did with friend of the show Greg Smith 
a few years back, end of 2019 maybe. I can't remember exactly when we did it. Yeah. So um, it what it, it went far in the Mario uh, division, um, but it didn't. It did not win out that bracket. No, it didn't advance out of the first round. Um, which is, is my so, memory. That's. I mean, it, it advanced out of. The, I forget exactly how we did the the rounds of it, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it it was not our representative from from the Mario region. Um, and I remember that that upset Greg Smith greatly, but. We did it anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think we just got to stick by that. Uh, the, the fact that it is now in the uh, Library of Congress is a nice consolation prize. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, you're totally right. It, it would. I, I think you're right that this information would not assuade us one way or the other from right. the truth, capital T. Capital truth, uh, which is, of course, that... Um, you know, uh, the Legend of Zelda theme from uh, Link to the Past was our winner of that tournament. Yeah, that's right. Um, not to spoil a, a trio of episodes that we did five years ago, but uh, all right, Mark, <laughs> let's let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, join our Discord, uh, send us an email, and we will uh, send you an invitation. Uh, Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.